Good day, and welcome to In The Making. I'm your host, James Ray. Last time we started a four-part series in John chapter 4, where Jesus meets the Samaritan woman, what we call, or what we know as the woman at the well. Our first uh, series was entitled The uh, Icebreaker. Jesus meets the woman at the well, and um, it is a situation that could be um, uncommon and unpleasant, um, but Jesus shows up at a time of her need. Um, the Bible says that he had needed to go through Samaria. It was the shortest route to where he was trying to go. And yet at the same time, there was a woman in a situation that probably unknowing to her, she needed some help. And Jesus was the one who could help her. So as Jesus shows up at Jacob's well, she um, is going to get water. Not uncommon for women of that day. Um, but what could be uncommon was, uh, as I said earlier, there will uh, come later on in the series where we'll discuss that. But. Uh, her character was somewhat suspect. And Jesus was already um, being labeled a troublemaker. And so to be seen with this woman uh, out in public uh, was kind of a taboo. Nevertheless, uh, we see him and as she comes to get water, uh, Jesus ask her a question to break the ice. He says, give me a drink. Today, we want to go a little further uh, into the second part of our series entitled The Inquiry. We'll pick it up in John chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. Um, then the woman of Samaria said to him, how is it that you being a Jew Ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman, for Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself as well as his sons and his livestock? Let's start right there. Often, how are you going to know, uh, get to know something if you don't ask? A lot of times people out of pride um, will not ask a question that is definitely needed. But again, I ask the question, how are you going to know if you don't ask? Because you start out wanting to know something. Everyone has a touch of inquiry about them. They may not always do it, but they'll come times and an opportunity will present themselves where we just have to ask a question. And sometimes if you don't 
know something, one of the best ways to find out is to ask questions. Some type of intro is introduced in this particular passage. We already know that Jesus breaks the ice. And because he breaks the ice and they continue to have conversation, it sparks an interest in the lady herself. Now, a lot of times in ministry or in teaching, um, we emphasize the word comprehension. And it's very important to comprehend in order to get an understanding of how to act, of how to move, of how to behave, of how to continue to go about uh, doing something. But don't underestimate communication. Communication is is very vital and key. There will come some times where, where communication is necessary in order to achieve comprehension. You can show up into a room or into an area, um, we'll say work environment, family situation, and you know how to address a certain person because of what you have heard about them. So you don't step to a certain person any kind of way because they are, uh, are, lie, are liable to, to go off on you. At least that's what you've heard. And so based on your understanding, based on your comprehension, based on some degree of, of communication, you think that is so. But as you begin to talk to that person, what you find out is that they're no different than you and I. There are certain things in, in each and every one of our lives that will set us off. I don't care how, how docile you are. There are some buttons. There are some things. There are some occurrences that can make you uh, act or can can have you act differently than what your character is. And so as you begin to talk to that person, you find out that they're actually not the way that people have shown them to be. And you only find out, found that out by communicating. In verse nine, we see the inquiry of the woman. The woman of Samaria says to Jesus, what's wrong with you? so to speak, I'm paraphrasing, you're a Jew. I can tell by the way you talk. I can tell by the way you look. I can tell by uh, the way we have been having conversation that you're a Jew. And I'm a Samaritan. Don't you know that Jews and Samaritans don't hang out? They don't mix. They don't mingle. And if they don't hang out, they don't mix. They don't mingle. How is it? that you're asking me, a Samaritan, for a drink of water. Now, if I was going to say it in, in, in shorter, I, I, I would say, man, are you kidding me? Do you think that me, a Samaritan, is going to give you, a Jew, something to drink? Come on, man, you are you crazy? And so the woman, just by the mere fact of Jesus breaking the ice, 
And just what might seem like something that is insignificant, she begins to talk to Jesus because guess what? Inquiring minds want to know. Inquirers can be um, breeders. Breeding, you know what breeding does. Breeding multiplies. It increases. Its, its purpose is to to duplicate or replicate something, to, to make something out of something else, uh, again, in an di attempt to make an addition or multiplication, a duplication, a replication. And so what, what the inquiry does is that it breeds communication. One of the things about that, that God, if when we look at history, the history of God, is that God is all about relationship. And inquiry can breed relationships. Because once you start uh, asking questions and, and uh, once you start communicating, uh, you'll find out that a lot of things, uh, be, a, lot of, a lot of relationships have occurred because of inquiry. And so as you look at God's history, God is big on, on relationship. And that's what Jesus is trying to establish here is a bit of a relationship. Because once you have relationship, you can build trust. Uh, you have a track record. And what Jesus is trying to do is to build a relationship with a woman where she can not only trust him, but then she can obey him. Because when we look at our spiritual relationship with God, God only desires that we trust him because he's faithful. If we look at the track record of God, he has never failed. He is faithful. And if you know that God is faithful, you can trust him. And if you trust him, you can obey him. And so this is what, what part of communication and comprehension and inquiry does uh, in the particular ministry of Jesus. But if you go on and look a little further, Jesus begins to answer the question, the lady, the Samaritan woman. He says to you, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you'd, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. In other words, Jesus is taking the inquiry and he's digging a little deeper. He's already broken the ice. He's, 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 he's allowed her or given her the in, uh, opportunity to make inquiry, and she has. And so Jesus takes that opportunity and he digs a little further. He says, there's something you don't quite understand. I know history. As a matter of fact, I, before anyone was, I am. So there's something I need you to know. If you only knew. In other words, there is not only something that you should know, but there is something you need to know. What do you need to know? You need to know about living water. See, knowing can give you a degree of knowledge, but knowing can give a degree of revelation. Let me say it again a little slower. Knowing can give you a degree of knowledge, 
but knowing can also give you a degree of revelation. Because if you know this, then there is the likelihood that you would do that. See, illumination reveals, revelation reveals and unveils. See, we need illumination, but we also need revelation. You can go into a dark room, turn the light switch on, and it will illuminate. The light will take hold of the darkness. It will illuminate. You can come into that same dark room, turn the light switch on, and there is something that is covered up by something. Now, there is an illumination, but there is no revelation. So you, so what is under the blanket or the cover or the, or the sheet or the, the clothes, you have to lift it up in order to unveil or to reveal what is under it. So revelation can, uh, can often take things a little further because one of the things about God and relationship is that because he in Christ Jesus is light, he reveals or he illuminates certain things to us that we can see. But there's only there's some things that only come about by revelation that we have to desire to go a little further to find out about God, such as the case to in study of scripture, I don't uh, proclaim to be one who is so studied, but there are, there are classes that you can go to that, that while the word itself can illuminate um, our path through life and give us the understanding of, of being saved by God's spirit, there's some classes that we can take that can give us revelation. And then too, the Holy Spirit can give us revelation to unveil, unveil some things that we don't know. Once something is illuminated or revealed, it goes back to the earlier concept of breeding even more. Let's look at verse 11. The woman says to him, sir, you don't have anything to draw with. And the well is deep. Where are you going to get that living water? Look, look at what, what is exposed here. Look at what is exposed here simply by the initial inquiry. Jesus has brought her this far in the conversation to the fact that she now desires to know more about this living water Jesus is talking about. But look at even the, the small steps, the nuances of this particular scripture. She's going to the well, Jacob's well, in order to get water for her physical benefit. Just in this short period of time, now she's looking for something. At this point, she doesn't really know, but she's her innermost being is yearning for something that's far greater than the, the quenching of thirst from the physical water. Now she's asking about the living water. 
And a lot of times, even before we can go that far, our spirit, our soul is yearning for its creator. It's seeking that. It, it wants to understand that. But a lot of times our natural has not yet caught up to that. Because the woman still is talking in the natural. Look at look at what she said. Jesus is talking about something that is deeper and more life-changing than physical water. But the woman has not quite caught up yet because she says, first of all, she's looking in the in the tangible. She's looking at the physical. She said, You ain't got nothing to draw draw the water with. And even if you did have something to draw the water with Jesus, the well is far too deep for you to be able to get it. Mm. What Jesus has done by breaking the ice, by inviting inquiry from the woman, he now brings her to a point where he can illuminate and where he can reveal. I don't have anything to draw this H2O with. Where can I get it? Here is what John 7, 37 and 38 says. If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Look at what inquiry brought about. While she was going for one thing, God encountered with another. What did he encounter with? First of all, he encountered with opportunity. That's all any of us can ask on this Christian journey. We now who know Christ, who have named the name of Christ. That's all any of us can ask is for an opportunity to be a witness. Not necessarily to witness to people, although those opportunities present themselves to witness to people, to tell them about the goodness of Jesus, the love of Jesus, who he is, what he's done in our life. But it also gives us opportunity to be a witness. That's what that's what the Holy Spirit or that's what Jesus said about uh, the early church. He said you will be witnesses. In other words, the display of your life, how you carry yourself, how you walk, what you believe, how you respond to uh, circumstances, even the the good and the bad, those will be witnesses to me. And we have those same opportunities today. To be witness. See, Jesus shows up to a woman who has a bad uh, reputation, bad character, but he was on a mission and his mission was to proclaim the word of God, to show how good God is, to show the love of God. And so while opportunity also presents the possibility for error and sin, it also presents opportunity to be a witness. By opportunity, there's also need for preparation. 
sometimes God in his goodness and his mercy and his grace will allow us opportunities where we can just show up and just allow him to be God through us. But then there will be times where opportunity presents themselves. But in order to seize those opportunities, to better manage those opportunities, to be in the best position to be used by God, we have to be prepared. Jesus is prepared because he is the son of God. He had, he is the living, he's not only the living water, he's the living word. He's the embodiment of God in the flesh. And so anytime he shows up for an opportunity, we're going to get God. We're going to get his best. Now we're not always as sure. There'll come sometimes when opportunity presents itself to me and I'm probably not at my best and I'm probably not a good witness for Christ. But there come times when the opportunity that presents itself is not so much about how I practice my lifestyle, but what I know according to scripture. Because I prepared myself to sit, to study, to learn the word so that when an inquiry comes, I am able to answer at my best through the power of the Holy Spirit by understanding his word. Now, there's one thing, uh, again, we go back to, to revelation and illumination. We can be studied and be illuminated by uh, having illumination or a knowledge of the word. But there'll come situations where even the most studied can be stumped while one who is what we would call unlearned will receive revelation from God that can um, profound even the most profound of scholars. And it's all because of preparation. One is prep it, it receives preparation from the knowledge of school the other one is prepared by having a knowledge of God, by practicing the presence of God in prayer, in meditation, sometimes in fasting, but in trusting God and allowing him or herself to avail, to be availed of God, allowing God to speak to their heart, to their soul, to their being. So a lot of times when we have inquiry and we have opportunity um, it's best to be prepared because what preparation does is preparation makes progress and progress helps purpose. And that's all Jesus is doing here as he, as he gets inquiry from the woman is that he is preparing her to progress into purpose. And that's the only thing that he's doing for us. When we inquire to know the Lord, to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. That's really what we're doing because of the power of the Holy Spirit. We're inquiring. We want to know how can we uh, be saved? How can we receive Jesus into our lives? And once we receive him, we, we, we have that preparation opportunity. We have the cavity set for preparation. Now, what do we need to fill that cavity with? We need to fill that cavity with the things of God, because guess what? The enemy is also trying to fill the cavity. 
And so we need to take opportunity to pray, to spend time meditating in the word of God, to study the word of God that we might show ourselves approved, to listen in prayer, to worship him, to praise him, that we might feel that cavity and be prepared to be witnesses in the earth. And what does that preparation do? That preparation makes for progress, progress in our own lives, in our own spiritual walk, on our own spiritual journey. It's progress that we uh, can be able to make inroads in the lives of others. Progress because we'll meet some people along the road that as we're traveling life's, life's journey, they may be headed for a, a detour. They may be about to go through a, a detour sign ready to crash. And God gives us opportunity uh, because of our preparation, because of our trust, because of our hope in him, because he's done so much in our lives. He gives us the opportunity to be the one to witness to that person. Wow. You know, I just thought about that. I, I've, I've, I've taken a lot of things for granted how that there have been many opportunities that that have shown up and 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 many of those are god appointed opportunities and assignments where he's entrusted me not because i'm so good not because i so, know so much word not because i'm the ultimate christian because i'm not I'm like Paul, I'm the I'm the chiefest of sinners. I may not have done the, the worst and the baddest things, but even at my best, I this I understand to the core of me that at my best I'm but a filthy rag. And it's only because of the grace and the mercy of God that I'm being kept even now, though I love God, though I love the study of his word, though I love to praise him, though I love to be in worship. There are many times where my mind and my heart goes astray, and yet he still keeps me. But the opportunities that he places in my life to be a witness, to help others, some are struggling, some have questions, some just want to be loved, and God gives me the opportunity to be the one. And sometimes I've failed. And sometimes I've made 100%. But guess what? I'm making progress. And because I can make progress, he entrusts me to be progress in the lives of others. And guess what that is? That's purpose. We're fulfilling our God-ordained purpose by walking in the promises of God, by walking in the will of God, by being available when God entrusts us on this journey. I may not be a Jew. I may not be a Samaritan. We're all different in some kind of way as we walk this earth. So just as God appointed Jesus to meet the Samaritan woman, who has he appointed you to meet? Are you the one? Maybe God wants you to be the icebreaker so that somebody can make an inquiry and lives can be changed. This is your word for the day. God bless you.